Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm your host, Steve Kramer, player development coach and owner of Kramer Basketball. And on this episode, we're breaking down the four steps that you can use with your players to proper develop and teach new skill for game application. Before that, a word from our sponsor. Before we get into our interview, we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, serving mid-Michigan in the thumb with their big three automotive needs. They have a wide range of products from Chevy, Buick, Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. They also have a large selection of pre-owned vehicles. With one of the largest selections of trucks in the state, they are sure to fit your needs. Standish and Gladwin, our truck country, stop in and see them today. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, they will get you right. When I lived in Ohio, I still went all the way up to Standish because I knew they were going to take care of me when it came to getting a new vehicle. Richardson Automotive of Standish and Gladwin, they are all about service. I always enjoy doing some of these short, quick hitter episodes on player development. It's always been a passion of mine. I think it goes back to me growing up in a rural area. And although I had a bunch of little brothers, I was older, quite a bit older than them. So just being out on the concrete slab, shooting hoops above my garage, being able to work on my game on my own was often the only option I had because I didn't have access to, you know, just riding my bike over to the park because we lived in the middle of nowhere. Um, So uh, being in player development, I mean, it really goes right back to how I grew up playing the game of basketball. And these four steps will help you when you break down with your players, easy steps that they can do to continue to improve their game. So first off, when you're teaching a new skill, your players need to know the what, the why, the when to do it of what you're teaching them. And I think it's easy for us oftentimes, and especially if you're like a trainer or you're a high school coach who likes to do a lot of the playing with the kids, it's easy to teach the how. But if you teach them how to do something, but you never teach them the reason why we're doing it, the situations when to do it, you're really hurting your players. So, you know, let's say you want to teach them a pro hop. We'll use that as an example, pro hop finish, being able to get into basically like a jump stop finish that changes direction. It's, uh, this is a great move because if you're driving to the basket and you have a player who's on your back hip, you can pro hop in front of them. So it, you can really seal the player from behind. You can also use a pro hop move against help side defense. So let's say I've attacked from the wing on the baseline side and the bottom side help defender slides over across the block and I can use a pro hop to be able to get into the middle with my pickup, protect the basketball, change direction. I'm on two feet. Um, I know some people are big on just two foot finishes. I teach one finish, one foot finishes as well, um, but I'm definitely more uh, prone to players utilizing two foot finishes. It, it gives you an out. You know, you're on balance. You have two feet. You can kick it out and pass. Um, so. Uh, I'm a little more likely to teach players two foot finishes, uh, but we do got one foot finishes that we want to break down as well. So when you break down the the why, the when, 
Now we can get into how to do it. You can speak with your player, whether it's showing them game film, trying to break down the certain situation, but they need to know why and when of using the specific move. And in this example, the pro hop. Now your first step, step one, when we're going through this is your basic one on zero, one on O high reps. This is block training, repping it again, getting comfortable with this move. And one of the key pieces to this is players being able to visualize the defense, even though it's not there. And I was talking with my friend, Coach Troshak, and he said, man, you can really tell when you're doing a workout and the players are at their baskets, which ones are visualizing the game and which ones are simply doing a move or doing a drill just to get through it. You know, the player that visualizes is changing speeds, they're changing direction, they're changing their height, um, they're using subtle movements with their shoulders, with their eyes, with the basketball that players often don't do if they're just trying to get through the workout. So it's essential, especially one on oh, the player is visualizing the situation that they're trying to replicate to perform better in a game. And after that player has performed a high amount of reps, you're ready to go into step two. Step two is, which I got from my friend Chuck Arnold, he calls it one on dummy. <laughs> one on dummy. I like I like that name. And you go one on dummy defense simply so a player can get a feel for a body in the area, a feel for where contact would happen in gameplay. But the defender is not directing the player into a specific decision, not yet. So it's still more of a block style drill. The player knows what and when and how to perform that specific move. There's not a decision to be made, not yet. So that's what I call one on dummy. They're getting some of the contact reps in the feel for how they would perform that move in a game. After you perform that, okay, now we need to start to up it. So we're learning how to make those quick decisions. You know, if you listen to our Chuck Arnold podcast, he was talking about, you know, players in the U.S., many have such a high skill set, but it's the ability to be able to make the decision quickly that often is, is where many players struggle and they're behind a lot of players internationally in their, that area. This is randomized training. This is decision making. So I call this step three, guided reps. And so the, the coach, the other uh, player that they're going against, they have to guide the player through a decision. So if we're working on a pro hop and I have a player who's attacking from the wing or from one of the elbows and we're breaking down the situation from them and I'm the coach and I'm saying, okay, you have to make this read. If I cut you off and there's space between you and I, that's, that's your read, your cue to pro hop. But if I don't do that and I'm still on your hip, you know, initiate to separate, create contact and then separate and go up into your, your finish. And that's on you to decide to do that. If I cut you off and it's body to body and you pro hop, you're going to run me over. That's going to be an offensive foul. You're going to lose the ball. Right? That would probably been like a spin move or a reverse pivot. 
kick out. So there's a randomness to the external cue that is happening because that coach or another player or partner is forcing that offensive player to make the read. So now they're working on the timing of it. They're working on, is this the actual situation of the move that I've just been practicing when that defender does a certain action? And in this, it would be a pro hop. That defender cuts you off in their space, boom, we can pro hop right across their, their face. Or like I said, with a pro hop, if that defender is kind of on the back hip, you can seal that defender all the way off as you go to the basket by pro hopping in front of their body. You know, now you have a five on five on four. So uh, this is a great tool before you get into live play to make sure that a player has a feel for the when, the timing. Again, one of the biggest issues that many players have isn't necessarily how to do a specific move, a specific shot, a certain finish. It's timing it and reading it. And so now we're getting into a high amount of reps with that without getting into the actual gameplay. Once a player has the feel for making that game quick decision, now, now they're ready to go live. Okay. So what that might look like is I set up, um, I'm on the wing and I have two players on each side of me, all right? One player on each side, one player on my left, one player on my right, and I have a basketball in my hands. And I throw it a couple feet out in front of the player on my left or the player on my right. They're playing live one-on-one. -on -one. We've just worked on a pro hop finish. That would be a great move to use if the defense cuts them off at a certain time. So here's the one-on-one -on -one game. I'm in the middle with the basketball. I have the, each player on a side. If, if I'm on the left wing and I throw it towards the player on the left baseline, that player is getting it and they're trying to score. The player I didn't throw the basketball to, as soon as the basketball leaves my hand, they're trying to stop that player from scoring. I like to go one shot maximum uh, during many of, of my drills. Now, if that offensive player gets the basketball and they can beeline it to the basket and score, they should do that. If that defensive player gets on the hip, then it's going to be a bump and go. Again, an initiate to separate type finish, body on, ball away type finish. But a pro hop is a very likely move in this situation, and that's what we've been talking about. So even though we're going live, I've, I've created a game where they're likely to get a high amount of game repetitions of what we've just been working on. Because I could throw it to the player on my left, and the player on my right could, in fact, cut the offensive player off before they get to the basket. And if there's space, boom, one strong dribble. We're pro hopping, landing strong and on balance on two feet, and they can get up into their finish. Again, the other situation, we can use that pro hop move. If I throw the basketball to my left and the defensive player on my right sprints and, and there's contact, but that offensive player wants to seal that defensive player because they're a little more on in this situation, what would be the right to right back hip? That offensive player can use that power dribble, that pro hop to get all the way in front of that defensive player, seal them off, and make the finish easier. So again, it's not just live, check the basketball up at the top, and let's, let's play one-on-one. -on -one. Not at all. We're, we're getting live repetitions in a situation that I've created that would be like a game where they would work on the specific move 
in the what, the why, the when. We've already talked about the how of when they would use the ProHop. You can use this, you know, individual instruction. You can use this in various types of moves and situations, but it's a great way to, we've shown the whole, and then you break it down piece by piece and build it up. Again, we're not coming in with this player and saying, hey, this is what we're going to work on and we're going one on one on oh, you know, in my situation, being in player development, it's easy for me. Coaches will tell me we want to work on these specific skills. I've probably watched some game film on the team. So I already have a good idea of what they want me to teach. I'm not going to go in and talk to somebody and say, hey, here's how you do this specific thing. They already know how to do it. This must be a need for that player. What are their needs? OK, here's what a need is. Here's how we're going to break it down. We might show them game film. We might talk about a certain situation that they may have used it, make sure that they have a good understanding of the reason behind why we're working on this new skill that they're trying to add to their game. And once we understand that, okay, let's get the reps. Let's, you know, we'll go one on dummy and guide you through what it's going to look like with some type of randomized cue. And then once we have that, now we're back into step four of going, going live. And then make sure that they're able to get a high amount of reps, making reads, making decisions in whatever skill it is that you're trying to teach them. That's going to help them immensely. So again, last time through, one on none, one on dummy, guided reps. That's a randomized instruction, right? They have to make a decision. And then we're going live one-on-one. -on -one. Four easy steps for you to implement new skill or new move with your player, with your team right now. You know, during the pandemic, many states are just getting able to get gym access. Some are able to work out outside in small groups. And this is the easy way for you to break down and then build up new things for you to work on that will easily translate into gameplay. And you'll be able to see, you know, is this player able to, to do that live? And we've, we've programmed that right in a workout and it would be easy to implement these four steps within even one workout if the players are going through at a pretty fast pace and they're getting hang of it. And you might have to break this down into you know, a week's worth of workouts. It just depends on how new or how difficult the new situation or move is that they're trying to trying to work on. Thanks for listening to The Coach's Edge. I hope you guys appreciate it. I can't wait to show you some of the new content that we've been creating for all of our members at Coach's Edge. The website is nearly finished. We're getting ready for some beta trials in the beginning of August. That's uh, going to be really good. And then on our next episode, we also talk about AAU basketball with a great friend of mine, one of the best players I've ever played with or against, Whit Holcomb Fay. He has a ton of experience at the AAU basketball level. Uh, he's in the Radford Hall of Fame. He was one of the top scorers in Division I basketball when he was a college player. And you're going to learn a lot more about how AAU can not only benefit players, but it can also be a great benefit to high school coaches when used properly. Thanks again. Dominate the details and get after it today.
We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you did a review and rating, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast would go a very long way. We would really appreciate it. Share it with uh, another coach who might find it beneficial. And if there is a topic that you would love for us to talk about or to bring in a guest, please contact us. You can contact me at contact at CramerBasketball.com. You can also reach out to us at CoachesEdge1 on Twitter. Thanks again.